Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point, and Paul Eastwood is with me again today. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you, Paul? I'm really good. I'm really good. That's good. This is week three of our habit series right. on rest. And uh, bearing our soul moment here, Paul and I were just talking about this and saying, what are we going to talk about? And we both kind of looked at each other and said, I'm not even sure we should do this podcast because we're not good at this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you feel like, oh, no, like I, I'm terrible. I don't know what to do. You're in good company. Yeah. Um, we talked about rest on Sunday, Paul. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little recap of, of yeah? Some well, of your we're still really burning. We're still kind of like really pushing into this idea of the habits that, if we incorporate into our life, are going to make the biggest difference. Yeah. And I wish I could say that you know that the, these are the habits that I've mastered, and I'm here to share this incredible information with you, and I'm going to enlighten you on this subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I want us to talk about it more because I believe we are in a time right now where rest is um, getting more and more scarce in our lives, in our work lives. And because of that, I think this is a topic that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, we need to do something about it because it is literally killing us. Mm -hmm. It's it's the time that we spend just oversaturated with all of the different stuff uh, is is absolutely uh, just burying us in terms of our spiritual lives and our ability to understand who we are and what we have and to be content and all of those kinds of things. I mean, it's 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 absolutely crazy. It is, and I I love. I mean, I, I love that we're talking about this, and I think it is important. And I think deep down we all recognize this is something we're probably not great at. I've, yeah, I've, listen. I mean, I don't is know anybody, many people who are? Yeah, is anybody else scared of that? Like, so every Sunday morning, I get this little note. And I don't know if it's every every Sunday for everybody, but for me, that's when I get this little notification, my screen time monitor that reminds oh, yeah. me of where I was last week versus where I am this week. Uh-huh. And sometimes when this little thing beeps and kind of pops up, it's usually when I'm preparing on Sunday morning. I'm like petrified to look at it. I'm like, oh man, please be down, please be down, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Then, and it's like, it's so funny, but I mean, I love the fact that our technology surprisingly is actually getting to a place where it's keeping an eye and helping us be more healthy mm-hmm. in terms of the way that we yeah. interact with our screens. I mean, isn't it crazy that we're relying on the iPhone to like tell us, hey, you should probably take a break. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is a bit much. Well, and, and we've all, uh, most of us have heard these stories of the executives and the people who've developed these things in Silicon Valley, right? They send their kids to private schools with no technology. They don't have yeah. iPhones and iPads and, and iMacs in their own homes, right? They, yep. they develop it for us and they recognize, oh no, we won't be healthy if we use these things like the masses are using them. So maybe we as the masses should figure this out. And I mean, you tied us into this biblical idea of rest on Sunday, right? This not not just physical rest, but Jesus talks about rest for our souls. Oh, totally. Uh, And and then you tied us back to Genesis and the, the, the narrative creation and God taking a rest, right? And yep. and why? Why why did God rest? Right. And God didn't rest because he needed a break because he was tired because he you know yeah. this this whole creation thing took something took a lot out of him. Um you know, he rested uh uh as an example to us. Like basically painting this amazing picture of what our relationship with work should be. Mm-hmm. And and really what he does is he sits back and he sa- he sees what he's created in the, on the 7th day and it, he he sees that it is very good. Yeah. And and there's this picture of it it's not just um you know it, rest is being completely satisfied with what has been done. Mm. And when Jesus sat back and he said it is I'm done. It's finished and it's good enough for today and I move on, you know. And I think that 
that a lot of us need to get into that headspace where we can actually use our day or time of rest to be completely satisfied with what we have been able to accomplish. And that is hard. It's so convicting, right? Like how many times, and I mean, I work at a church, we should be good at these kinds of things. We should, we're always keeping in mind the biblical narrative and yada, yada, yada. But how many times do I finish my day? And I'm like, I am very satisfied with the work that has been finished. Like, no, it it almost never happens. No. Um, It's so hard to kind of keep that perspective. One of the things that's been helpful for me as I've, I've tried to go down this journey and tried to learn, um, is recognizing that my to-do list and God's to-do list might not be the same thing. Right. Um, so I, I try to develop my to-do list. I try to be really organized with the work that I do. I'm not always great at it. Um, but often I get to the end of the day and I'm like, man, I had that stand-up meeting and this thing came up and I got a call from this person, so I haven't finished these things. And I try to stop myself at that moment and say, okay, God had those things on my agenda. And even though I didn't have them, and even though I, I don't know how I'm going to finish these things or didn't get these things done, Maybe this is what God had for me today. Right. Uh, and, and not that that means not being wise and not planning my day, but, but recognizing just because I started the day thinking I needed to do this doesn't mean at the end of the day I can't be pleased with the work that has gotten done, yeah. even if it's not exactly that. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think you're onto something there. And, but, and I, I would separate um, this idea of rest into these. these there's two kind of categories here. There, yep. there, is, there is something that we need to have a discussion about when it comes to our to-do list and what we're actually doing sure. and, wh- and where we're putting our focus. I think the, this, the first thing that we have to tackle is the heart issue, right? Mm, yeah. Because, because you know, in, in Hebrews, it talks about this Sabbath rest that remains for the people of God. Anyone who enters God's rest, rests from their work, just as God did from his. That's from um, Hebrews chapter four. And, and so there's this, there's this restlessness that's, that's deep within us that needs to be quieted. And Jesus says in the, in the passage in Matthew, in Matthew 11, he says, come to me, all who are worried and burdened and all that stuff, and you will find rest for your yeah. souls. And so what I, what I try to say at the end of this message is that, is that if you are restless and feeling this sense of, you know, um, this sense of just, you know, unease and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. no amount of, of fixing your calendar is going to a, a directly impact that restlessness. Yeah the rest that God talks about comes from Jesus himself. And so we need to go to him. I get it. I know this sounds very sort of, you know, theoretical and it's like, well, what does that actually look like? Okay, great. We can have that conversation. But what I'm saying is that, that finding rest in your week is not about just figuring out your, your calendar. Mm -hmm. It has to be something deeper. It has to be recognizing that there is a restlessness in my soul because my work is defining me. (laughs) And if I don't get it right, then I'm not a good person. And we fight this and fight this and fight this. And what God says is, wait, if you are heavy burdened and you are stressed out and you are filled to the brim, just come to me and you will find rest for your soul. So for, for me, it's a, it's a heart and mind thing that has to change first. And then we can move into, okay, so what about the actual things that we do during the day? Yeah, so our contentment can never come out of us getting our calendars right and accomplishing the right things. Because we can all be wiser and we can all do a better job with those things. Our contentment has to come out of the person of God, the act of Jesus on the cross, and what that means for us today. Even if we're never again productive, even if we never can accomplish anything that we want to. Yeah, uh, it's so good. You, you talked about rest as an opportunity to do a couple of things, to practice contentment, to reorient, to reorient ourselves. Yeah. Um, what have you found personally that's worked? And I, I know, again, we talk about 
we're not great at this, but but you've probably had glimpses of things and tried things that you've found reorientation, you've found contentment in. For sure. Yeah, so I remember one experience that I, I would say um, uh, I can point to very specifically was uh, we were we were doing this whole thing on soul care uh, yep. during my Aero experience, which is a leadership development course. And in the middle of that, on this island, in the middle of uh, just just uh, between the mainland and, and uh, uh, Vancouver Island over in, in BC. Beautiful Gulf Islands. Little, yeah, beautiful little island that we went and, and spent some time on. And the person who was coming to do this, this day on soul care mm-hmm. got stuck at the airport and visas didn't work out and she couldn't make the trip into the into uh, Canada. So we had this dilemma. Now what do we do? So mm-hmm. what we actually did was we practiced a day of just mm-hmm. complete soul care. And on this island, there is no access to cell phones. There's no technology. We don't have emails dinging at us or things buzzing in our pockets or whatever. Yep. And so the encouragement to us was just go and be today. And I remember walking down, it was a summer day, beautiful, hot summer day, and I walked down to the beach and I remember lying back on this log that was had washed up on the shore. Yeah. And I just stayed there for hours mm-hmm. thinking about nothing, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the encouragement uh, to us when it came to this idea of rest too was was don't spend this time praying or studying or you know take your yep. Bible with you or anything like that. Just yep. be, just do nothing. And to me, that was the first time where I really got to the, got this idea of what does inactivity mean mm-hmm. and how, like, how do I be okay with complete inactivity <laughs> for yeah. a period of time? I'm not suggesting that work is bad. Work is absolutely something that we need to be focused on as uh, followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that if we don't have a balance of some kind of inactivity, mm-hmm. then somehow I believe we've bought into the lie that what we accomplish is who we are yeah. and 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 uh, yeah. and we have attached too much of our identity to what we do i think that our identity our, our identity is wrapped up in who just being mm-hmm. a child of god being someone who is uh, made in the image of god Loved that god, that yeah. needs to be where it starts yeah um yeah and that's it's so hard it's so hard to to convince ourselves that it's okay to do nothing yeah um, and so I, I made the suggestion on Sunday. What if what if we all took five minutes a day and did nothing, like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing? Just lay on our beds. Don't not necessarily sleeping or whatever. Just just sit there. You know, maybe staring out yeah. the window. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, just doing nothing for a period of time, watching nature, watching things around us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like. I think one of the challenges we have in our society is we have such great distracting tools. Absolutely right. Um, Streaming services, Netflix, cell phones, social media, uh, the ability to connect with all kinds of people in like fabulous ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm deeply thankful for the technology and the way yeah. like I'm speaking right now. And you at some point later are tuning in and listening to us have this conversation. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and yet we can fill our time with these things and they can go from being helpful tools to being distractions mm-hmm. so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole idea of doing nothing, putting down your phone, even putting down books, putting down everything and just sitting and being for five minutes. It's crazy. Isn't um, it sort of about this idea of being unstructured? You know, I think yeah. our lives are very structured. Even mm-hmm. even play has become very structured. I think about my kids. A lot of the sports and activities that we're involved with is very yeah. structured. Yeah. And so it's almost like if there's no referee and nobody's keeping score, then how can I actually play? It doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, actually, you can, you know, like unstructured. Uh, I think that's important for all of us. You, you talked about um, in this idea of rest coming out of uh, some of Dallas, Will, Will, Dallas Willard stuff yeah. on Vim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, to do something different. And I, I got thinking during that time, I've enjoyed lately um, woodworking. I'm, yeah. I'm spending more time woodworking and I really do enjoy it. But the, the tendency today is to take everything different and anything you might have some skill in and make it a side hustle. Right, exactly. Right? There's this idea that like, well, you know, housing's expensive, yada, yada. Yeah. I wonder if I can make money doing this. I wonder if I can open an Etsy store. I wonder yeah. if I can, yeah. you know, develop this. Like the, the tendency is to take everything that is a hobby, everything that's enjoyable and maybe make it your thing or make it a side thing or, or make it productive, right? Everything needs to be productive. Yeah. Um, but I think I think you're onto something so powerful here. I, I honestly I think we could go on a completely different tangent here. I think we but need to I do think, a series on, uh, on for Sabbath sure. and rest sometime. Yeah. But I think this idea. I do want to talk about Sabbath too. That idea. But but I think that our desire to monetize our activity yeah. is our is it 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 can be an indication of this deep seated need to value what we do. Mm-hmm and put our own value in what we accomplished. Yeah. And it's almost like there's a value in not monetizing it because it reminds us that our value is not found there. I, yeah. I Maybe that's too simplistic and I don't know if that came out as clearly, but there's something there, I think. Yeah, well, and I mean, you were talking, we, we talked a lot through the Christmas season about this idea of gifts and how do we give gifts. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we received as a gift, our family was, was a gift card with some money on it. Um, so Rachel and I got talking about what what is something we could do as a family that would be good that would encourage, like do we do we do a shared experience? We don't really want more stuff. What we ended up doing was buying a really nice bird feeder, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Um, and I I may be a crazy old hippie at heart, um, but but it hangs outside of our dining room window, um, and we often spend time in the mornings and in the afternoons and the evenings when when we're around just watching the birds. Yeah. Um, and there's something that I've actually found like that's that's a really great thing that we do as a family. And we talk about the yeah. birds. And like sometimes you sit and five minutes and there's nothing, you know, or there's a squirrel that comes and tries to get at it. Uh, but there's something really good about that. Mm-hmm. And, and even I've found the ways that it energizes me. I mean, I, ironically, anyone who writes about productivity and, you know, you want to get the most out of life, you want to squeeze every drop. They actually say you need to rest. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it again, this this isn't saying that that being productive is inherently bad. Putting all your value in being productive is yep. is wrong. But God gives us this pattern of rest because he knows it's best for us. Absolutely. Because he knows it develops reliance and it also helps us. It helps us to be yeah. imaginative and creative in all the work that we are doing. Yeah. Um, so let's jump over to Sabbath, right? Yeah, this, totally. This six in one pattern that God gave us at creation. Um, Sabbath used to be something in the church that, that was pretty common. I mean, even in the early 90s, uh, a lot of places were closed on Sundays, right? Yeah. You talked about going to church Sunday morning and having to wear your church clothes through the afternoon, but not being allowed to do anything because you didn't want to get them dirty. Right, right. And then going to church again in the evening. The, yeah. the world has changed since then. Yeah. Um, there's not a cultural Sabbath in the same way. So so what do we need to do as followers of Christ? Well, I think we need to create it. And, um, we need to uh, pattern ourselves after that six and one, um, at least, mm-hmm. at the very least, start develop a pattern that includes rest. Um, and it may not be a Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that we. Um, I mean, if we are, you know, completely literal and, and biblical about the Sabbath, it wouldn't be Sunday anyways. No. Um, that's something that was changed uh, because Christ came back uh, to life on the Sunday, and so that's a, a day that we commemorate as Christians. And yep. so that's why the church meets on the Sunday. But the Sabbath was really the Saturday, Saturday. Uh, traditionally. Of course. But having said all that, I, I would say that. Um, so let me let me put it this way: create God did not create the world just for Christians, mm. um, in the sense that our entire world, the creation, is a gift from God, 
that we all get to enjoy. God created from the very beginning a time of rest for us to enjoy, whether we are followers of Jesus or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you find that you know the the best thinkers are also including rest and realizing the benefits of rest. Of course. Well, it was the way we were designed from the beginning. These yeah. things don't surprise us as yeah. followers of Jesus because we recognize this is the way the kingdom is is laid out and it's going to be best for us. Yeah. I think that we need to get back into the habit of developing a time of rest in our lives. Uh, including this idea of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath itself, I mean, there's so many things around it, but this this pattern of six and one was not just a week. It was also years, the pattern of six years, and then one yeah. year would be this year. And then the, then the six of those seven, years of seven, the seventh year of that would be the year of Jubilee. And there yep. were all of these different things that were combined into this idea of Sabbath. This rhythm was always repeated over and over again. And then Jesus entered enters in and he is the final rest. And so yeah. there's this idea of Sabbath um, rest from our toiling and our struggling is actually uh, perfectly displayed in the person of Jesus. Mm. And that's where, you know, salvation comes. So that's, that's the, the bigger picture yep. of Sabbath. Definitely. Um, and so the Sabbath was never meant to be a, a restrictive uh, uh, pattern that was somehow punishing. Mm-hmm. It was always meant to be rejuvenating and life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's hard and we don't expect it anymore. Um, right. we, we don't expect people to, to practice it or we don't, and we, we actually kind of get a little annoyed when people practice it. I've got a friend who's um, developed it into the patterns of their young family. He's a pastor, so they do it yeah. on Saturday. And I remember him telling me, he told another, another friend, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm just not going to be on my phone. You probably can't get a hold of me on Saturday. Like, yeah. and the, the friend being really upset, you know, well, what if I need to get a hold of you? What if yeah. something happens? And it's kind of like, well, that's a pretty modern idea, and like you're gonna be fine. Yeah, everyone's gonna be fine. Um, I know it's a struggle for us, right? Like we, we're, we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Sunday is often a work day for us. Um, it is a work day, yeah. and and Absolutely. Saturday is often a prep day for Sunday, right? Like we yeah. we need to uh, to be better at finding these Sabbath rests and to build them in and to to be okay cutting ourselves off a little bit more, which feels terrifying in this connected world we live in. Um, yeah. But I actually think that's. It, one of the the healthiest things and, and gifts we can give is is finding this this rest and practicing this Sabbath. And there's all kinds of really great resources out there. Um, yeah. Eugene Peterson's got a great book. Dallas Willard's got stuff. Um, mm-hmm. John Mark Comer, who's um, a pastor in Portland, Oregon, hosts another great podcast called This Cultural Moment. But he's got a book called uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, where he mm-hmm. talks about this kind of stuff. Talks about Sabbath. Um, and the importance of it and, and how it should be one of the things that marks Christians. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be, yeah. you know, feverish activity, even if it's missional. One of the things that marks us as followers of Christ should be rest yeah. and should be this habit of rest, which points people to like, you almost seem to not care about what you do. And it's not that we don't care about what we do is that we just care way more about what God has done than what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Tim Keller also talks about uh, three aspects. So if you want to know, okay, mm-hmm. what, how do you actually make this happen in your life? He would say balance between three things. And I touched on them in a bit of a different way, but he talks about avocational way, uh, things that we do, yeah. contemplative things, and then inactivity. So there's yeah. these three aspects. I call them just do something different, mm-hmm. do something worshipful and do nothing. Yeah. And I think that the, the key in creating a Sabbath in our lives is to find a balance of those three things. Do mm-hmm. something that's avocational, different, 
uh, yep. like you said, work with wood. Do something that's completely different than and what you do on a regular basis. Don't turn it into a side hustle. Absolutely. The second thing would be contemplative, and that means um, you know take some time to be worshipful, uh, reflect on God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could include listening to music or watching something. Yep. Just take that time to reflect on God. And then the third thing is always fit in some unstructured, flexible time. Uh, that allows you just to just to be, <laughs> yeah. And I think if we can get those three things in balance, then you actually are starting to see what a Sabbath should really look like. That's awesome uh, and so so good. Let, let me let me close us by asking a really hard question that you won't be able to answer quickly. Um, I mean, we we see this need for a rest. Uh, we think it's good. So so what's the difference between you know ah, I'm going to take this Sunday off church. It's snowing outside. I need a break. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to personally recharge. I'm going to do some self-care. Is is that the kind of biblical rest we have or do we need like we talk about how we think coming to church regularly is important. Do you, do you ever need a break from church or rest from church? What is that um how do you hold those things in tension or together? I think probably together. Yeah, I I think in in some ways I think the answer to that might be kind of simple. And I would say that going back to this passage from Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. And, and I would say that, um, that coming to church, having, taking a rest, uh, from coming to church, uh, I'll just be frank. I think that we are, are misunderstanding what rest really is, uh, because I think that coming and being in community is actually essential to the idea of finding rest for our souls. Yeah. And uh, we can we can rest from the activity of coming together and learning about Jesus, but when we do that, we we're actually just we may gain some physical um, strength through that, but we miss the rest for our souls, which is really at the bottom of what we're talking about. Awesome, I and mean, we could keep going on this, Paul. Um, I love this topic. Again, we are not expert practitioners on this. We're learning. We hope yep. we can keep learning and hope leading our church in this. Um, but we would love to hear from you if you've got any thoughts around rest. And we will be back next week with some more postscript.